Welcome to episode 14 of Hashbang TV. Yep. I'm not doing the, the, the dot .tv thing. Hashbang dot .tv. No, we're not okay. doing that. All right. Yep. Uh, so we're here at the Innovation Warehouse in London, um, and Hashbang TV is brought to you by AlphaPunk. Uh, all your creative needs, they do web design, they do video production, uh, they do videos for apps as they're launching. They do. A very good example of one of those available. <laughs> um, and so yeah, so uh, follow them on the Alpha Punk on Twitter. Mm. Um, so episode fourteen, here we are again. Yeah, and second caller to the bang line. The second caller has left another, a message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was it? Well, it's our buddy Richard Spence. Right. So does that count? Spugmola. Spugmola on Twitter. He likes ukuleles. What did he say? Something about ukuleles. Really? Yeah. No, it he was... said he wanted some cigarettes or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a wrong number. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thanks, Rich. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, at least it works. Yeah, it does work. My app works. Yeah. So you can ring the number. It's here. Are somewhere, we still, you're still doing here. that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to persevere it, with this. Yeah, we're putting it on screen. Yeah. Okay. We want people to interact. We want people to uh, ring up and tell us who they want to see on, whether yeah. they want to come on the show, what we can pimp, send us free stuff. Lots of um, free stuff. Yeah. 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 We are a bit like Radio One now, aren't we? You know, we get all of the stuff being released sent to us. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. Yeah. So, uh, like anyway, uh, on to the interview, today's interview. So, we have... We have Near Note. Near Note. Yep. Yeah. So, we, uh, I mean, so if you, you need to stay tuned because you're going to hear all about pivoting. Yep. We talked about that before. Lots of pivots. They've even pivoted their roles. They have. They've pivoted their idea, but they've also pivoted the, the jobs they do within the team. Yep. And I mean, I, I, the best way to sum it up, I think, is student entrepreneurship. Yes. I've never, a great example of how to do yeah. this stuff. So if you're young, you're trying to figure out how to launch a business, you've got to watch this episode. Yeah. Or if you're old and you need inspiring. You've got to watch this episode. If you're middle-aged and you don't care, you've got to watch this episode. <laughs> That's everybody, right? <laughs> we'll carry on. Just watch this episode. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, we're joined by Will and uh, Mateus, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. From from Near Note. Uh, so thank you, thank you for coming in. No and, 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 yeah, you know, putting yourself through it. Um, <laughs> but you've been through quite a lot recently. Um, so you were part of Seed Camp. You went to Croatia. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Uh, and then we saw your talk at the Web, uh, which is massive, right? The Web London. Um, so how did you get that opportunity? I mean, how did you end up pitching at the Web? Um, we sort of have this habit of just putting in applications speculatively um, a lot of the time nothing comes of it but occasionally you'll get that opportunity so um, we were definitely one of the earliest companies mm. there um, they were looking for uh, it's called faster than real time was their sort of theme for the whole event yeah. um, we were selected uh, had didn't really have to do anything else we did a, a really short application and then just turned up on the day um, we got some free tickets so didn't have to spend whatever it's one thousand five hundred pounds or something yeah. ridiculous, but uh, it was a really really good experience. A lot of exposure for us, um, and yeah, the video is on YouTube, so yeah, yeah forever. We'll, we'll, we'll link to it. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll yeah. I think we were even the first ones. Uh, we got I think the most views. Yeah, was yeah. the most thing. Yeah, we were kind of lucky. We were the first to pitch, so we were also okay. the first of the videos. So all the people just 
first saw a video. So yeah, that's what it's That's definitely the best thing to go first. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the judges are engaged at that point and you got quite a lot of feedback, yeah. right? It was early, yeah. It was early and it was, to be honest, so we were really, really nervous. Um, we'd sort of had a week to prepare for it and we were hacking together the demo product because we, well, theoretically we had to launch at the web and... Um, you, you know, I'd finished my exams two weeks before. Matthias had finished three weeks before. Right, yeah. um, we'd been to see camp the week before, and we didn't really have a lot of time to turn it around. Um, but yeah, once it was done, we could also enjoy the rest of the conference. Uh, yeah. So that was a nice opportunity to get it out of the way. Yeah. So it was more about I think just getting the connections there and just immediate plot. You know, all the advice we got from Seed Camp in a couple of days so and then uh, basically pivot the ideas throughout the night yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and so after you come off stage or later in the day did you have lots of people come up to you and ask you questions about the idea yeah so I mean um, you had I mean there was a couple of great things we had a startup lounge um, where we had a desk to ourselves big sort of sign um, put business cards out they all went over wow. the case of two days um, sort of stacks of them and a lot of people just coming up to talk to us um, and for us, it was quite interesting because we sort of used it as a gauge to uh, as a gauge for interest in the general space and spoke to a lot of the other teams, some of whom are really, really great, people like Flipper yeah. and like Teleported, people that we really respect. And um, those guys got a lot of lot of uh, interest and they're a lot more established than us. But we also had a huge amount of people signing up to our newsletter. Oh, okay. Our website traffic went through the roof when it was announced and it's, we're still getting, you know, a huge amount of interest just because of that. So it's... It was nice to get that sort of validation and, yeah. you know, a huge amount of exposure for such a young company. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, listening to your talk, you kind of both have seemed to have achieved a lot in a very short space of time, right? So you were kind of name-checking that you worked in places like Wired, IBM, working for Y Combinator companies. How have you managed to fit all this stuff in? Yeah, it's, it's kind of challenging to actually tackle the studies, I think, with their professional life. But in the end, it's uh, it's kind of easy, just um, well not really easy. But um, I did I did my masters in April, so from this time on, I actually just really could specifically focus full time on your notes. And on your side, you also just tried to just bootstrap a bit, you know, your time. Yeah, well, I had um, for me, I had well, I, I finished school in two thousand and eight, and then I had two years out. Uh, it wasn't particularly planned, to be honest. Um, I had one year was meant to go to Bristol. Um, I had secured a place at IBM for a year internship and yeah. went really well. Um, decided then that I didn't want to go to Bristol, sort of last minute, um, and just uh, moved to London, slept on sofas, took me like three months to get a job. I was on job seeker allowance and, you know, really scraping the barrel, but then somehow managed to get this, uh, I got an internship at Wired and that led to sort of doing some more writing there. And, okay. um, you know, so did you study all, journalism at university? No, I studied computer science. So okay. um, when I was 14, I just decided that I was going to start a music blog because um, <laughs> my dad used to take me to gigs since I was about eight years old. And cool dad. Kindred spirit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, he used to take me to see White Stripes and like The Strokes, Kings of Leon when they were no one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, a lot of other bands. So I was really fortunate to have that background. So I started a blog and it, it just went from there, really. Um, and that's how I got into writing. But um, the music industry is... Bit, quite bitchy, so <laughs> I sort of decided to get out of that as no when, I, when I could. Um, I, yeah, I prefer where I am now, to be honest. So, so you're still studying computer science? Yeah. You didn't start until when? 2010? 2010, yeah. So um, September 2010, uh, and I've got, I'm on a three year bachelor's course, and I have 
one year to go. Okay. Um, Matthias has just finished his master's, yeah. so... And you met at the same university? Yeah. yeah. Which is... Leading in December UCL. in UCL. Okay. University College London, um, which is, again, really, really lucky for us because um, UCL is doing so much in London and mm. in the UK as a whole for in entrepreneurship. Mm. Um, yeah. We are. We were. We sort. We were both members of Enterprise Society. We yeah. do sort of yeah. events with like Silicon Valley um, comes to the UK, and we mm. do all of that kind of stuff. So for students, it's probably the best place to be right now if you want to be an entrepreneur because they have five thousand pounds that they give away in grants. They have fifty thousand pounds in loans. They have, mm. you know, we have a free office space and we have business advisors. So. I think you know the message is we're trying to get more and more people to start businesses, and yeah. I guess the only way you can do that is by like leading by example. Mm. So was that the attraction for you to come over to London to study at UCL? Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, I I just finished my masters then, and and no, my bachelor's first in Germany. So I was always kind of involved in uh, in web design, web development. So I did my degree in uh, multimedia arts after finishing my high school and even high school just uh, did a bit of hacking so I hacked in the system and got to principal office and got a warning there <laughs> and I even had to explain how I did it and then it was totally fun and you know, to just write two sheets of the regulations so, <laughs> so uh, I had a bit of uh, yeah background I would say in multimedia that's, that's the reason why I did my bachelor's and then in Germany it just had a feeling there's not really that much going on in the technology area especially really? in Munich yeah, more in Berlin. I would say Berlin and, and London are really just the epicenters of, of, of uh, startups in Europe. Therefore, yeah. I didn't really want to go to Berlin because it's the same as a German college. I wanted to experience something new, so there was only one choice to go to. <laughs> so it was London. Um, and I had basically the idea to do a business studies because I didn't have any business background. I felt the need to know more about marketing, sales, and how mm. to do all the financial stuff. Um, and UCL was a great university alongside technology entrepreneurship. So I went up there, uh, uh, so basically escaped from Germany, got on a beautiful island, and um, <laughs> had basically, basically had the idea to just go into consulting. But then I had a really feeling to also just create something on my own, and I met Will and had the opportunity to actually just build something. And then suddenly we got actually some, some seed funding and it got more serious. So I immediately dropped all my applications for consulting firms and yeah. then uh, really jumped really deep into development again. That's the so, lucky escape. Not yeah. leaving Germany, not going into consulting. That's yeah. the lucky escape. That's the lucky escape, yeah. <laughs> we're both quite... Not well, selling your soul to any consulting firm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, kind of, we're both anti-corporate. Um, so, yeah. you know, um, for me, I've got a year to make it a reality. Matthias is able to freelance and... We, you know, we're deadly serious about making this. Yeah. Hopefully, something that will allow us to avoid all of that. Okay. Sort of so, stuff. so before we ask you about the product, um, so what are your skills? So, you you will focus on um, design, and, and you're a coder, or yeah, yeah. sort of. Yeah. Okay. So, flipped, yeah. Um, Matthias. Well, so I study computer science. Matthias has done multimedia in the past, but his yeah. masters well, is management. Different masters in management. Oh, okay. So. I, I tried to catch up some some my management uh, my management skills, but then I realized actually that my, my my true skills are in development and designing stuff, and I really love to just as a building products. And I think Will's just recognized that you more just on the business side. Yeah, more on the so um, I, we're kind of like technical business development, yeah. um, and for me, it's just because. Um, I've kind of built up a network over time and I, I like to pitch, I like to go out and talk to people and 
Um, but equally, it's nice that we can both relate to mm. the either side, sure. um, which mm. is a, we sort of cross over in the middle. Um, I haven't done a huge amount of development yet, to be honest, but I would definitely, you know, want to help out. And it's the same for Matthias on the business side. So it's kind of we share the load, which is nice. It's not like a sole mm. responsibility. Oh. Sure. Um, and that's the point of being co-founders at the end of the day. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, so, I mean, we obviously saw the pitch at the web, um, you know, around Nino. Um, but you were saying kind of when we were chatting before we got on camera that actually, you know, you, you've taken that feedback on board and you're kind of tweaking what you're actually doing. So, you know, tell us tell us what the news story is. And, and you know, let, let's talk a little bit about, you know, obviously a young company gets feedback changes direction yeah. talk us through that process because um, you know a lot of people watching the show will know all about the Eric Reese stuff and pivoting and all that sort of stuff you know so yeah okay. it's great to hear it from people who are actually living it <laughs> yeah, well actually Eric <laughs> Reese is funny question in the whole world yeah actually funny you mentioned so I actually met Eric Reese last he came to UCL okay. um, for Lean Camp and I actually this was just when we were starting out and I, I sat down with him and had a chat about Nino and um yeah, his his advice was sort of uh, use university as your test bed. You've got a great user base, but also mm. uh, he said, and a lot of other people have said to me that you can have too much feedback, and it really is true. Oh, we yeah. started with a, a really great vision of a problem that we had on campus, and to be honest, over the last six months, we spent so much time validating that we kind of moved away from what the real problem was, and we've mm. basically come full circle. So we started off as you know, uh, we wanted to pr provide hyper-local information to people. Um, events was basically what we were going to do. And uh, we then moved into journalism because we got knocked back um, in terms of not being able to provide a valid enough business case for what we were doing. Right. And also in the space of hyper-local, um, a lot of investors who also had the chance to speak to at such an early stage are kind of wary because there's a lot of skeletons in the space. So. Mm. We were getting all of this feedback, lots of it's conflicting. It's like, who do you trust the most? You know, who, wow. do, you, who do you actually value? Yeah. Um, and really, it's been in the last couple of weeks that we've spoken to a couple of like select people. Um, we spoke to um, some people from like Blotter, um, Scott Allison, who is on 500 Startups, and wow. he's from the UK. And we've spoken to, you know, uh, some of the guys on the incubator program, Student Upstarts, which yeah. we're on. And it's kind of led us back to where we were originally, which is weird that it's taken us so yeah. long to do that. Mm. but. Yeah, in the end, actually, we got the advice not to get advice. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the, yeah, um, you continuously yeah, seek that yeah. feedback loop so, and everything, yeah. So we basically just went back to drawing board and just said, okay, we really like to just solve the problem we, we faced on the campus. And the problem was that on the campus, it was really difficult to find about events happening right now. So mm -hmm. there's usually on the campus uh, Freshers' Fair, that we've got the UCL 60, 80 society, something like that, where we're actually actively involved in, in the UCL community. Mm. But then you join the societies and you know what's going on. But once you're in the campus, you don't really know which events are happening in which building. So we're building right now a, a event discovery for really close communities and close networks. So yeah. we're launching on UCL and we can maybe expand to Imperial LC too because it's quite easy to just have a network of the societies but there are also interconnections between universities mm. and building a, a discovery platform where students can easily find out which societies are providing which events mm -hmm. and then on top of that building some, some analytic tools where we actually think about just like um, just implementing like a ratio of male and female just attending <laughs> events. Yeah. I mean, for freshers, it's probably quite interesting to know if it's actually just, you know, a fest of photos from the place, so you can check yeah. out who's there. Yeah, yeah. Um, like we're looking at sort of so, 
I mean, a couple of examples of, of this that have happened yeah. to me personally are, well, there's a food market. We never know when it is. It's always about 10 meters away from us. You could be in the library and you never know about it. Um, Facebook came to UCL last year and 10 people turned up. So it's a 22,000 person university mm. what? Why? because because no one knows about it. And like they were giving oh, out okay. free stuff. They were giving out, you know, I got like business cards from people who work there. And yeah. you know, it's a really great opportunity. But because there's just so much going on, there's no place for people to look and basically so, 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 find... Hold on, hold on. Facebook and Twitter doesn't spread the word enough that Facebook's coming to campus. Face no, because they, all they Facebook can do They're is broken. come to the societies and everything gets, you know, buried under this heat. There's basically, there's probably at least 40 events, you know, happening right. in the vicinity every day. Because, Just in the university? Yeah. yeah. Without and the outside... University of London, London. University of London wow. is huge. And that's, a, you know, so we want to really focus on being a bit more spontaneous. Um, events now, people go on Eventbrite two weeks in advance yeah. and say, I'll go to that. Yeah, but they yeah. often can't go because they, you don't know where you're going to be in two weeks' time. Yeah. So yeah. we want to kind of disrupt the market. Yeah. Especially for free yeah. events. Yeah. Just sign up to everything exactly. and shows up. But also for paid <clears> events, <throat> we're looking at some really interesting business model dynamics. So um, it's called the Dutch flower auction. It's like a reverse mm. auction. Yeah, so yeah. the person says what they want to pay for it. If it's you know a cinema screening that's happening in 20 minutes and the cinema wants to fill it up, they can say, right, we're going to be able to offer a promotion to people who come down. Um, who's, they take the top 10 bids of people who say what they want to pay, or you can do sort of bulk buying. So um, I'm, I'm in campus with five of my friends and we need something to do. If I bring five of my friends to your restaurant, what promotion can you give me, basically? Mm -hmm. So I'm you know, guaranteeing bums on seats or mm. people going to yeah. these events. So in rainbows, but for events. Yeah, so really looking at kind of how we can monetize and, and utilize the fact that really events should be spontaneous, not you know planned two weeks in advance. Okay. So we're looking at so where you, you are, yeah. what you're interested in, and the time, and you can look you know maybe thirty minutes up to a half a day in advance. That's that's what that's so kind of our vision. You aggregate Eventbrite, Meetup, yeah. Facebook. Oh, so yeah. okay. basically, technical Some, side to you. We heavily using mm. basically Facebook because all the students got already Facebook accounts, and then draw uh, just just basically scrape all the events from the different societies. And what you can basically, you think about that even societies can apply to your platform, so they can, if you forgot maybe the society. And, and then we got basically a huge network of societies for each university, so we can then easily expand to other universities and uh, yeah. build some, 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 some traction. And then building the business model further, like just getting more maybe just cinemas in to kind of yeah. actually just fill up the space. Yeah. Um, but it's basically just in the making right now. We're just gonna get the product out in the middle of September. It's gonna be really basic, just a, a list of events, but which are really relevant to, to your network you're right now in. Mm -hmm. And you can join and then you've got the features like some analytics and what's yeah. going on in the events. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and like sort of, uh, we're looking at taking it further. So once the events actually started, you look at sentiment tracking. So um, how many people are checking into that place? How many people are using hashtags? Um, tweets coming out about the event and photos and you know you don't necessarily need to reinvent the wheel in that space we've got we know people um, have friends who sort of do that sort of stuff so we can you know bolt in all of this stuff and yeah. it creates quite an interesting like, tangible experience and that's because we're really focusing on mobile because um, we were speaking to some people the other day and the, the really interesting facts they say when you're on a desktop or a laptop it's more about convenience and planning and you know future sense whereas when you're on a mobile you want something that's urgent and it's, it's soon and it's you know you're looking for something right now yeah, yeah. so yeah. 
that's kind of the way that we're going. We will have a web app, but so so the the nice thing is that with the name near, yeah, that it's not just geographically near. It's now. It's time. Yeah. It's, it's time distance. Yeah. Near time. Near yeah. interests. Yeah, yeah. Near location. And so we got rid of the notes, which back. was kind of restrictive. And yeah, you need to explain this properly then. So, so yeah. it used to be called near note, or the product used to be called near note. Yeah. And now you've decided so to go from our server pivots. Uh, I would <laughs> yeah. say just. We just came to the conclusion, okay, make it a little simple, just cut the node away because it was just from the past, which was all about local news. Yeah. But no one really cares about local news, that's what we found out by some, some peers. Um, so we just cut it down to near, which which gives us more of the flexibility in terms of the concept. And yeah. near is then also just more about events, uh, but also as said, like the, just the happenings like taking pictures or just some tweets around these events. Mm. So basically, near just near what's happening in places it's just a lot it's a lot simpler and for some yeah. reason there's no big startup in the space someone someone said to us if you came to the valley with a startup called near that was doing yeah. something kind of cool in, in location base some yeah. people would eat it yeah. up yeah. Have you got no we just um we're just you know working through with our 100k for that one so <laughs> yeah. um, no we rest. need we need uh we near.com is is basically it, no one's using it, but um, it is obviously squatted. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we're we're negotiating for near.co at the moment. Um, we've got near.io. We want to get nearby, near to, near yeah, me. Near you know, me. it's like yeah, nearly. There's a lot of options, but we just need to basically you know secure our twenty million Series A round. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah what? What? So you're you're focusing well, on mobile? Well, this, you know, then the phone will be off the hook. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You I said just, you spoke to some you did select promise people. us, guys. So you know, yeah. better follow up on that. You yeah. spoke to some select people about this in the last week, and it's really changed it. Now you're talking to us. <laughs> now you've discovered. Yeah, yeah, it's going, yeah. It's going some to good, be some good advice. Yeah. You're near to us. Stop. So, um, yeah. Uh, so the, it reminds me a little bit of Lanyard for yeah. Uh, yeah. a conference. That, I know that's conference. It's not spontaneity. It's like you know, it's like bankcast. Yeah, it's kind of. If, but, but what Lanyard does well is it does it does get your interest area mm. and it does suggest mm. stuff proactively. Connection to your network. And yeah, 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 yeah. So, but you're user generated. They're kind they're, of automated. They could be, yes. Yeah, automated yeah. is the key because also I don't want to be chained to my laptop. Like with, that's another thing is that we were you know things need to be automated because you, otherwise you end up spending a lot of time doing this. And yeah. um, Lanyard is really great actually. And to be honest, yeah. I would love to partner up with them for when you get to the event. They um, have been on the show. Yeah, well, yeah. we can... We can hook you up. I mean, I think, I think <laughs> what they're doing... They're famous though, we can't take credit for like making... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyway, it's not bad. It's I don't think they have an API, open API, so I've looked into that. Um, I think what they're doing is really good once you get there and it's it's, you know, I use it when I go to conferences. And, yeah. Um, but you're not talking about those types of events, from what I hear. You're yeah. talking about spontaneity and student and free and. They're saying any event that's got space that they need yeah. to fill. It's yeah, all about, but it's not going to be conferences, is it? Well, it could. It depends. A lot of a lot of conferences are free these days. A lot of conferences are. You know, everyone is basically fighting for for popularity and space in, in events because there's just so many now. You yeah. Know, how many meet up? Groups are created it's every crazy. day, like yeah, entrepreneur dragon, entrepreneur female, entrepreneur kids. On yeah, the, yeah, bloody every day. Yeah, you're yeah, getting yeah. more and more people who are trying to network, trying to go to these things, and and there are a lot of conferences that that are free, and also it's about you know it. We hope that we can help events that are under under popular uh, under publicised. Yeah. Sorry, um, because there are some really great things out there that are they're undersubscribed. But, but 
and I'm no expert, you do need to focus on something and you have mm. said that you've gone back full circle back to yeah. the campus-based idea to start with. Who knows what it's going to be like in a year's time? And to me, a campus sounds like social opportunity, yeah, not social. learning opportunity, which is kind of where yeah. other event services that I've seen come from. So we have, um, you know, so what we're talking about, the bigger picture is kind of our Airbnb vision. So they yeah. want to go and be the rental you know, thing for a boat, for a car, for a house, for a, everything. But yeah, you have to start somewhere, but it's also good to know kind of where you're going. Yeah. But hopefully not to get too caught up in that yeah. and just, you know, implement what we can now. Yeah. But because it's technically definitely a lot more feasible now for us, um, I think we can move quite quickly, add in features and keep people interested because, you know, people don't have huge attention span mm. these days. It's all about experience. No, yeah. I, think, I think the focus is also more on just being on just or being really spontaneous and, and just it's more about the urgency discovery and I think Lanyard and just eventful and all the, the all the events networks that are out there there's more about just planning in advance yeah. and just more on yeah. a bigger scale so there are a lot of sites where you can find other events all around London but you, it's a little bit crowded not really yeah. focused on these closed networks where, where no one really tapped in or where no one just got the expertise yet and that's what we're just focusing on this specific networks. So when you've used that phrase 30 minutes to 12 hours recently, has that been, because that sounds like the most exciting thing to me, because it's focused. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm. It, it really explains what it is that you're going to do, because mm. you're saying 30 minutes to 12 hours. And, mm. I, and everybody gets what that means uh, mm. and what, yeah. it might, what might be aggregated from all of that yeah. content. You know, yeah. It's too much. So you're curating this time period, which is, is yeah. massively yeah. exciting. You're <laughs> <laughs> so what's so what's the plan? You're building the the kind of MVP at the moment. Yeah. So that'll be ready in September. Yeah. So yeah. then, are you looking to go into like an accelerator or raise money? What what's the kind of plan? Um, no, we're totally gonna focus on the users and just nail the product to that because. I think an incubator would just really disrupt our advices again and we really yeah. like to just be really? focused on, on, on uh, the user side and I'm going to be where you're going to catch up your studies again so uh, I'm going to go to San Francisco, see some, some, some uh, of my people there um, and then also <laughs> and uh, you, you basically just catch up your last yeah, year. So. But we have, uh, we have actually, I mean, we've already been through an incubator. So Student Upstarts is the program that we are on. They provide seed funding, um, similar terms and amount to Y Combinator for basically uh, graduates coming out of, um, of uh, University of London Unis. Now they're looking at the UK as a whole. Um, run by Matthew Stafford and Christian Jackenfelds, who's actually taken time out of Imperial to get this going. Um, and the investor is uh, Nick Wheeler, who is uh, the guy who started Charles Tirrett, and his wife is the white label company. Mm -hmm. So they're like a very successful com uh, couple. Um, put put a lot of money into basically, you know, pr funding student entrepreneurs, which I think is great. And they, awesome. the reason that you know we, we we've already been through an incubator, and pro probably the reason why we have done quite a lot in a short space of time is because of that. Because they took us at business plan stage. We went the two of us. A piece um, of paper, yeah. you know, we've done our pitch sort of the first time a week before in one of the university competitions and from there it's just gone you know things have they've basically they have massively accelerated us and we have sessions on a weekly basis they connect us with people who can help us out and it's yeah so definitely a really good experience but I'm not sure if we go into another one now and give up more yeah, equity yeah, yeah. 
now's the time you've got all that feedback you've said you know you can have too much exactly yeah. uh, now it's time to really create something that works we've done you know we, we do apply to a lot of stuff um, we were referred to Springboard and yeah. we've done we applied to Wire and we've done all you know we applied to Wire Combinator even when we weren't ready we, you know because yeah. these things all they Hustling. They, yeah. yeah, but they just because they writing all of those applications and speaking to people uh, mm. actually refines your product in a yeah. huge way. Like yeah. you're committing hours of time writing it down, and that's good advice actually. It really is. Yeah, it's it, better it, than it, writing the full business plan. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. Totally you, more valuable. I, I don't. I'm saying it flippantly, but I mean it. it you know, you can spend, you can create a 50 page business plan document that goes into stupid detail, and next week you've completely changed. Yeah, exactly. Whereas those, those like you say, those they're online, really and they're really yeah. interesting, a lot of them. Like, yeah. um, we were doing one today, the Pirate Summit in. Oh, yeah, in London. Mm. Yeah, that was good. You yeah, we, we're, well, they've just uh, said to apply, and um, it's sort of really interesting in terms of the questions they like give us define risk in one sentence and um, <laughs> what have you done you know yeah that'd be perfect though wouldn't it <laughs> i already said like a pirate yeah a pumpkin not a pirate but yeah <laughs> you know those type of things are a really you know they're very interesting and it, it makes you think about your business in a different way you mm. that's where i should be to be honest i think a lot of ideas come out of those type of things and um trying to look at your business as a sort of third party and be a mm. bit objective it's mm definitely refines your product and you learn how to talk to people about it and mm. present it in an interesting way Ooh. excellent stuff so um, let's say let's project forward right three years um, you launch near uh, it gets massive success next year grows and grows and grows someone comes along and buys you uh, I don't know a Google or path or somebody you know uh, Facebook uh, and, and suddenly you're no longer involved but you're stupidly wealthy. What would you do? Not, you know, um, not what would you do? As in, go and sit on an island and do nothing? Because obviously, you clearly wouldn't do that. Would you? <laughs> you're addicted to of this course, already, yeah. right? So, I mean, would you go and invest in other student startups, or would oh, you be, now? Now you're completely wealthy. You could invest in kind of more established, older teams, or how you know. Is that what you'd like to do? Would you like to be stupidly wealthy and be able to invest in other people that have invested in you? Or uh, you're, just, you're just going to party, aren't you? You're just <laughs> going to party. Nah, you're going to be I'm a bit older old. by I then. Would <laughs> but, um, no, I think, uh, well, for me, I've, since I was a very young age, I've always had this issue with basically people perceive young people to have no, um, you know, not a lot to offer. And I, when IBM um, took me for that year, that was sort of, they, I think that's one of the few companies I've ever worked for or seen where they actually give you stuff to do, which is real at that age. Yeah. And they, they appreciate that anyone can do really anything if they're given the right direction. So mm. I would really love to invest in young people because having been one of them myself and gone through all of that stuff, you know, the, the you know, trying to get work experience and people say, you can't have this internship unless you've already done a job. Or yeah. how do I get a job uh, if I have no previous experience yeah, yeah, yeah. in it? You um, should totally get. Have you been involved in Young Rewired State? You should get. Yeah, I'm going. Now. I'm going. I think they've got some events on, and yeah. um, you know, we're both like mentoring mentor in campus and yeah, just trying yeah, to get yeah. more people involved in business. Um, and I don't know. I mean, long term, it would be cool to be a VC. Um, that would be. You know, I know that it's really glorified. Be on the people, other side of the people yeah. look at the rose. People look at it with rose tinted goggles. There is a lot of work involved in it, and it's not just like sitting in pictures all day. No, yeah. I think. I would be really interested to, to look at it from that level. Um, well, but, but, you know, VC makes me think a million quid investment or, you know, five million pound investment, whereas how much did it take 
the uh, student startups thing to get you accelerated for six months. Oh, okay. So 10,000, 50,000? Yeah, 10,000. It literally takes. So, I mean, the, where student upstarts come in is at that very low end, which is similar to. So, that's what, well, originally that's what Y Combinator were doing, which was they give you a, a, sm a small enough amount of money for you to subsist off, basically, yeah. and you can live. Mm. And that has facilitated us to you know, not work for anyone else. So I could have gone down the sort of internship route for the summer and yeah. I was umming and ahhing about, um, you know, I, to be honest, I was basically, I'd already signed a contract at an investment bank yeah. and um, it just, it just, when I got the investment and we, we just decided that we would work on this instead yeah. because yeah. <laughs> it's so much more attractive uh, for us to do something that we enjoy. But, the, but, but that's yeah. what I mean. So, you know, it's not about necessarily a, a, a venture capital no. institution amount of money. The exciting thing about, especially with younger people who don't necessarily have that commitment, don't have that mortgage, mm. you know, you can make a £50,000 investment as an yeah. angel into something which is... You know, which is going to fail, right? Nine yeah, times okay. out of hundred is going to fail, right? And this is the Eric Ries thing. You know, you, you try and you pivot and you change and you explore. Mm. Yeah. And the more times you fail, the more you learn in the team and you, you actually find the right thing in the end. So we don't do that over here very much. And that's why I was interested to see whether if you were that rich, would you actually go back to those guys at yeah, 20 that don't have the. No, yeah. I think it's also more motivation because for me, it kept me away from applying to the corporates. Yeah. So mm. even if it's just a just invest small amounts of money, just gives uh, with students more their motivation to just bring things forward because I, I think they got a lot of mashups and then and, uh, they don't have actually the, the money to, to go on further. So I think it actually, from our point of view, it just also just gave a lot of motivation to apply for programs and you may apply for the web and just go to seed camp. So it helped us a lot also to score these places. So it's it's a nice chunk of money where you can actually just then yeah. don't we have to just give up maybe some of your uh, loans I would say yeah, yeah, yeah but I mean that's not um, to be to be frank about it I think um, the the main thing that I would do if I was in that position is I think business is really really good but it, there's no kidding that it's not an easy journey and there's yeah. um, mm. you know that I've had those days when we've both had those days where there's like you just feel like the rug's been pulled out underneath you and you're like what the hell am I yeah, doing it's a roller coaster. I you know I've had to talk to my parents and say that I'm not going to do this job for the summer and fortunately they're very supportive of, of this but it's educating young people on what is possible but also what it entails and yeah. um, mm. that's I think UCL is doing a really great job in, in what they do for, for entrepreneurs but even going beyond that into the real world I, I didn't realise how big a step up it would be and it is a learning experience like we were way out of our depth at C-Camp we were way out of our depth at the web but you don't get to do those you have to do those things it's like riding a bike yeah. isn't it exactly um, yeah, you, you look like an absolute prat sometimes but yeah. um, it's you know it's, that's the definition yeah. of entrepreneurship you know, exactly. You, you, I mean, you, you've been you, looking like a dick for four years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll continue so for the rest of my life. But so that was that kind I of. I am an entrepreneur, then. Is that what you're saying? You are. That's, that's a compliment. compliment. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a compliment. That's, that's the best you're going to get from me. So anyway, so that was going to kind of feed into my question. Was you know we, we hear so much about this boom in London and the tech community, the whole shortage thing. You know, does it feel that positive? Does it feel optimistic from your perspective? You know, you're out there um, living it. Does it feel yeah. like there's Loads of opportunity for you guys. There is a I, lot of opportunity. I think that the, the community is really strong, so it's got really strong, but I think investment-wise is definitely 
a little bit that easy to get to, to get investment if you don't have the traction, if you don't have the business model. So even for the web, we had to basically tune our concept to fit in with the oh. European culture. You know, just have we just to focus on making money and not just reach adding some value to to the community. So it was really about just building a strong business model that keeps probably it's quite restrictive to the business itself. But I mean, community-wise, we just usually hang out on Google Campus yeah, or there's really yeah. Silicon Drink about, of course, and then yeah. and, uh, I exactly. mean all these great events. Um, I think the 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 community itself is is really strong here, but but investment-wise, it's probably quite difficult for startups here, for think, especially yeah. early stage yeah. uh, uh, startups. Yeah. Um, there's a, I mean, there's basically a big void in the in the market in terms of you have, as you were saying, you have venture capitalists who are giving you your one mil DFJs, yeah. free mm. one mil, twenty mil high-end investments and then you have student upstart springboards like 10 to 15k yeah. and there is a big space in between there's only a couple of VC firms who actually mm. do that number one seed are coming out and they're looking at sort of 200 to 500k and then you've got like we you know we've spoken to Qualcomm they they do similar things yeah. and it's that there is a space there I think that there are a lot of opportunities in London the community is getting a lot better and I think it is you know silicon drink about um, Digital Sizzle and all of those types of things, Google Campus, Central Working, Innovation Warehouse, all of these types of things are making yeah. it better. But I think Rob Fitzpatrick was saying that it's still, he was, he's like Y Combinator alum, alumni and was saying that we still have a long way to go in terms of to catch up with, mm. with the Valley in terms of the real camaraderie and everyone's kind of in it together. Yeah. There's still a little bit of competition in the UK because yeah. everyone wants to be that big company yeah. and they want to, you yeah. know, I, I want to be the next, I want to be that big company in the yeah. UK. It's not yeah. really... It doesn't feel natural. People don't celebrate other people's successes so much here. <laughs> There's a lot of kind of bitchiness and, and the thing factions. And yeah, the thing is also when you hear some investment from our peers or friends and you got sometimes this kind of strange feeling is a rip-off so, or is it, <laughs> so yeah. when it goes to investors like 50 to 100k and then you just see what kind of junk they got to the investor and then it, it's deals. then then you feel kind of also really restrictive and just, yeah. Um, yeah. then it's understandable that you just also to hold yourself back and and then it's all not really just uh, in terms of investment that a an open culture like in a valley maybe we had yeah we had some yeah. Like we've had deals where like eighty percent of equity has been taken, oh, which yeah. is like that doesn't leave the founders anything to like live for, or work for. Like no. what what what's their actual motivation at the end of the day? That's not um, investment. And there there is simply less like you know the fact is there's less money here, um, mm. and you know we've looked into a lot of term sheets and a lot of the options, and it's not. I don't think it's basically by it's by need that, that that's the way that it is that there are quite harsh term sheets here and it's not as um, you know flexible mm. maybe as over there but we just don't have as much money that's that's it, the way it goes and it's and it's success breeds success right so they've been being able to recycle really successful businesses in Silicon Valley for so yeah. long that there are plenty of people that are personally wealthy and that's that gap that you're talking about that angel super angel gap up yeah. to the institutions right and they're the ones that are willing to see failure they're the ones investing personally in you rather than in the business plan which is what the VC yeah. does mm. um, and until we've had a bunch of successful exits at you know billion dollars yeah. plus multiple times where there are people that are then worth a hundred million each that are recycling it that you won't get that same level so it, there's just as much money it's just not as accessible because yeah. of the, like the PayPal uh, mafia kind of thing yeah you can't you know and you get little you get little kind of uh, 
know, network effects happening, and, and, and that's where it's happening. So you'll have to come back in a year's mm. time and uh, obviously update us. I think you'll mention about that, these two, when they're rich. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just preparing it. No, yeah. yeah. We are the biggest success in the UK already, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe that was my dream. Um, but you have to come back having spent some time in the states and yeah. say these this is what i found this is the difference between yeah. you know going through these places in the uk yeah, and I think, yeah, yeah. and i mean uh, the reason why i go to the states is also just the, the cause there's there's a huge difference like the the, the focus in the states is really about building stuff and and i've got a feeling like in the uk it's also just a lot of fuss and a lot of just pitching involved but um, I've been in the valley also just already in, in, in April and, um, for, for some entrepreneurship conference in Stanford and there's the, the, the education ca gap bet between entrepreneurs is so huge between Europe and US they're, they're at Stanford they all just get retrained really just basically to build the stuff so immediately they got the idea just the next day that it's got the prototype yeah so, so they they yeah. and I, I really prefer this course like where you just Maybe it's my background because as a designer, developer, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'm more focused on on the practical side, development I, side. So, I agree. Talk about yeah, that. I, um, yeah, and I think that's what we also probably still have to learn in Europe. Just yeah. um, get the thing out and just fail, weather, or just, weather, yeah. um, just build it and um, and just move the focus for away from the business plans to actually just the, the practical side. I think somewhere halfway in between, yeah. like the US mentality, which is build a product, monetize it later, and the UK, which is you've got to have your business plan before you can do yeah. anything. What's your patent? I, I lived in the States for five years um, when I was younger, and they are basically, whether it's a good thing or not, it's sort of, there's it's a double-edged sword. They are trained from a young age to believe that they can do whatever they yeah. want, whereas yeah, okay. in the UK, we are by nature more conservative, a bit more pragmatic and realistic about things, um, which, you know, there's two sides to it because being super confident can come across as being arrogant. Yeah. So that you have to be very careful. But if we can move a little bit more towards that, I don't think it would be a bad thing. Yeah. There's a lot of kids here, you know, they should be, you know, you, you, there's a lot of support out these days. They've got startup loans. They've got, you know, the government is you know, trying to do everything they can to, to support young people. So yeah. if we can sort of instill that entrepreneurial side into it more more yeah. so into young people then and there's this EIS and that, that, that SEIS thing as well. Well you ruined it. That that was the perfect way to end the show. With that rally call. We can show you. I was just gonna say what, exactly what you're saying was that the, there's like there's that gap um, and people with a hundred thousand pounds to spare personally can invest that and only risk £20,000 of it mm. and get £80,000 off their tax bill for the next three years. You know, those sorts yeah. of things will hopefully open up the floodgates. And, and, and I think you've hit the nail on the head that, you know, student entrepreneurship is going to be, especially in software, especially where, yeah. you know, there is no, you don't need to have experience in a big business to know whether your code's any good or not. Mm. It's, the, it's the execution of the product. Mm. Um, it's just, that's going to be the most exciting area. And I think the generations will kind of, you know, shorten um, yeah. And so you'll get that recycling of learning and, and, and cash. Uh, it's going to be really, really exciting over here. There's, there's no barriers to entry, really, when you're... And that's kind of something that we've talked about a lot, is that um, a lot of people say, I'll do it after, you know, I'll just enjoy my time. But I, I kind of think the other way, that it's when you're at university and when you're at school, you really have no risk. Like, you have an opportunity to do whatever you want. You're, you've got, you know, I've got a year now of 
where I'm just going to be studying. And at the end of the day, if I come out of my, with my degree and the business fails, then that's that. But at least I can, you know, I can go on and get on with my life. But if I had a family and I have kids and I've got a lot of responsibilities, it makes it just that much more harder. It to, is a lot yeah. harder, I can yeah. tell you that. So <laughs> I would say, yeah, that's that's really one of our missions on campus and is really to get more people um, starting stuff, even if they haven't done it before. Because I don't think they'll regret it. You learn a huge amount and mm. it's not it's quite safe as well when you're at university to yeah. do this kind of stuff yeah. you know but you still have fun though right yeah, yeah still go out drinking what's this going to again <laughs> <laughs> you're going to yeah. 18 now no. <laughs> it's like that, and that's the thing that there is a lot that's something that's coming more in the UK yeah. is, as Matthias was saying silicon drink about and you know we were out on Friday celebrating some of our friends who've just gone to seat camp and that's wow. like yeah. that's the sort of you know that's the the fun side and it um, James Eder from Student, Student Beans we met him and he was saying that just remember to celebrate your successes, your small successes, because otherwise you'll get through all of this stuff and you'll look back and you'll say, I've done all of this stuff, but I never had a chance to actually like enjoy it. And yeah. we, we definitely yeah. do. Um, you know, there's a lot of parties at the web, a lot of, there's always been yeah. that side to it as well. And guess how they're going to find out that those parties are happening between 30 minutes and 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. How are they going to find there out? Yeah. Although I feel like we could not buy the product that we're building, we could end up doing no work. So um, we're just going to be socialized. You have to obviously test it. Yeah, 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 we've got to yeah. make sure it works. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the girl boy ratio, especially. Yes. Yeah. That's brilliant. Well, I mean, uh, thanks for coming in, guys. I really appreciate you showing up. Yeah, it's really yeah, yeah, yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I learned a lot as well. Yeah, loads. Cool. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thanks. How good was that? Really good. Will and Matthias, near note. Or yeah. now, near. Near, yes. I think that's a Near fantastic. I think that's a fantastic name. It really brings up kind of path, you know. Those sort of, you know, I just love it. I think it's great. I love the idea of that thirty-second to twelve-hour window, window of opportunity to be spontaneous. Yes. Fucking love it. Totally love it. But just no f bombs. Sorry, gratuitous. Ah, oh, just really excited to see two people. You know, oh, I'm so young. I don't mean that, but you know, to be straight out of uni or still in uni, one of them. And to be so motivated, I love it. I, you know, see a lot of it. And yeah, I, no, it's pretty inspiring. You have to say, fantastic. I wish them all the success in the world because it's not easy. No, as they you know. Say, but they're saying all the right things, you know, and yeah, they, you yeah. know, they get it. Getting They've on all of, the right podcasts. Yeah, yeah, obviously. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're made. They're made. <coughs> they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I know how. Uh, being on appearing on this show can change your life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you do. Fr- from the last episode, uh, things have your gone. Your evil twin was on there. Yeah, he was <laughs> evil twin, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. lovely accent. Uh, yeah. But no, seriously, you know, it's uh, it's kind of life changing being mm. on Hashbang TV. Obviously, um, cool. So why are you wearing um, a soap T-shirt? <laughs> Dove soap. Yeah, that's yeah, quite like, good. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. thinking. It's about quite that. nice actually. It's not. It's not one that I've. Uh, worn bit, on before. Man City, isn't it? Yeah, well, they're from Manchester, hmm. aren't they? Have you ever seen Doves? I haven't. No, uh, they kind of they all can play each other's instruments. Really? So when you see them live, they uh, they Ultimate. move around. So the, the drummer goes on bass, and the bassist goes on drums, and the, okay. I know that wouldn't work because there's only three of them. But they all switch around. That's cool. Yeah, they are good. I like them a lot. Good. That's why you're representing Sisters of Mercy. Yeah. I, I, this For a change. Well, this isn't. This is the second time I've worn this. Second time? Yeah, it was on the preview show. Was it? Yeah. Oh, right. The very first ep- Is it because all goth t-shirts look the same? They have to be white, you know... Yeah, it has to be Times black. New Roman... It has to be black. White text. Yeah, pretty much. On black t-shirt. I was going to wear my Fields of the Nephilim t-shirt. Oh, right. But I didn't. Okay. <laughs> have you so got maybe any next young, time. 
Have you got any roses of the Lavalanches thing? No, not anymore. No, 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 no t-shirts. No, they still make them. No, no, split up. A Can lot you get them. one um, specially made? <clears throat> not big enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. So, okay. Uh, I'd like to see you in a Rose of Avalanche t-shirt. Would you? Yeah. Not in that way. Okay. I've got Let's some new trainers. Them. I've got some new trainers. Oh my god! Look Is this going to work? They're funky, aren't they? My other ones, you see, my trainers, the reason why I mention my trainers is I bought the pair that I've been wearing every day the last year with you in San Francisco when we had this idea to do this crazy podcast thing. Yeah. There you go. That well, you that inspired me uh, to do this with you. Why didn't you take them off for a year then? Was no, that... no, I used to take them off bed. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so we, actually that is a story we've never told. Uh, how yeah. we came up with the idea. Yeah. Where it was on a plane to San Francisco. It was. It's quite romantic, isn't it? It was. Yeah. You shouldn't have touched me in that. Anyway. That's you know. a different story. It was good. It was, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. So it's, it's been a year. It's it, was almost... it was nibbling nuts at 30,000 <laughs> feet. Is how we came up with this idea. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, nibble that's, nuts. So that's a year, a year ago since we had the idea. Yeah. 14 proper episodes. Six, seven months in. Eight months in. Yeah. How do you think it's going? Let us know. Ring the bang line. <laughs> <laughs> it might be engaged. Yeah. You need to pick your time of day. I, I get the feeling we're in, we're, we're kind of, you know, we're out of the starting blocks, you know, a bit like you're saying Bolt, right? So we've had a... Is this all trainer-based analogies? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's sp sponsored by Nike. And Are it we? is Nike, not Nike, It's by the Nike. Way. It's, it's not, Nike. it's fucking Nike. It's, it's Nike. It's Nike. Anyway, uh, so, you know, you're saying Bolt, it doesn't start as good as the others. Yeah, so we've had a stuttering start. Have we? But we're kind of 30 metres, yeah, and we're starting to catch up. Okay. And then... I've got a very record. funny joke, actually, but it takes too long, so maybe oh. I'll save that for okay. time. Okay. <laughs> About horse jumping and fences. Right. Just made me remember it. Trainers involved? No, horses. Okay. All right, cool. Best, best punchline ever, though. Okay. So maybe next time. Maybe next time. Well, that's something to look forward to. Yeah. Are you going to do the... Till next time thing? That's your thing, right? Till next time. It's a wrap. There you go.